everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn. Yes, I'm back. And I will be back this time now. As long as nothing exciting happens over the next few weeks, back now. Alongside Jamie, Dan and Joe. Hello. What up, Boose? How's it going, my tribal chief? Yes, not bad. Manic couple of weeks, but as I say, back in the swing of things. How are you all? Mate, it's Jubilee weekend. Victoria sponges. Spotted dick. Scones and cream. And what you're having for dessert. Way. We should probably explain to our international listeners that Spotted Dick is a dessert over here in the UK. Spotted Richard, as I call it, just because it (laughs) amuses me. We're having cucumber sandwiches. It's the Queen's Jubilee. She's having a concert outside Buckingham Palace on Saturday. And they've got Ed Sheeran. They've got Queen performing, Rod Stewart. It's going to be exciting. Everyone's got their flags the on the Queen's favourite, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, exactly. Mate, yeah. We've yeah, got go four, days of, four days of celebrations for our international listeners to celebrate 70 years on the throne for Her Majesty the Queen. Um, I mean, people are just happy because they get two days off in the week and then it's the weekend, isn't it? So back to normality on Monday. But yeah, are you guys doing anything exciting over your Jubilee weekend? Any events happening where you are? Um, we're going for some Spanish tapas tomorrow, oh, very um, and then I'm hosting a quiz in a pub called La Pub on La Sunday. Pub. It's not wrestling related; it's just a wrestling quiz I'm hosting. No, it's a normal quiz I'm hosting. But I'm going to throw in some like kings and queens questions, sneak Jerry the King Lawler in the picture around just for giggles, isn't it? Um, but no, apart from that, catching up on sleep, watching some rubbish telly. Can't complain, really, can you? No, you can't. We've got in the village that I live in here. We've got a full day of things and a parade and stalls and all that kind of stuff on Saturday. But then in the village next to our village, which is only like a 15-minute walk, all their stuff's happening tomorrow. So it gives us a couple of days to do things. But like I say, I think the weather's going to be bad here tomorrow. So we might just hold out for Saturday. Well, the good thing is, it's a heavy, heavy wrestling weekend. We've got NXT in your house on Saturday night. And we've got Hell in a cell or the cell, depending on which wrestler says it, on Sunday. (laughs) Well, until you mentioned it before, I didn't even realise it was an NXT pre... Do they call them premium premium live events for NXT? Yeah, Do they? It's yeah, a premium live event. The I title is changing hands. Joe Gacy is beating Bron Breaker because if Bron Breaker gets disqualified, he loses the title. And um, oh. they've been teasing that he's going to lose his head. Well, he's just so gonna I've got a feeling the title's going to move. No, well, then there's your easy prediction. Ten points for me. Bron Breaker wins it all because Scott Stein is going to come down to the ring and help him. <laughs> why wouldn't why. it be Rick Steiner because I think I read somewhere on the dirt sheets the other week that Rick Steiner says he's got no interest in returning to wrestling however Scott Steiner said he'd be open to it so yeah that, that, that's my only logic there's no other logic behind it he could be being a tease could Rick Steiner I mean who would who would the, the fan or the casual fan who knows who the Steiners are, mark out for, more for Rick Steiner or Scott Steiner, especially if those sirens start for Scott Steiner. So it's got to be, no disrespect to Rick, but it's got to be Scott really, hasn't it? Yeah, and as long as we can have the math promo again, that's all we want. Absolutely. Well, like you say, we've got a busy week of wrestling coming up this weekend, but we had a, a rather busy weekend, or certainly a rather busy Sunday off it last week, or this week, depending on how you want to number days. A few days ago we did. And, of course, we had AEW Double or Nothing. So I listened uh, I listened to your show last week that you did. Thank you for, for covering, guys. Very exciting and very informative. And, of course, the breakdown of Double or Nothing. But 
the event itself happened. But uh, my understanding, Joe, is that yourself and Dan didn't watch. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I just, um, I'm not one for staying up late unless it's like WrestleMania or Royal Rumble. I, I was going to get up and be watching the next day, but I kind of saw the results and kind of went, I'll watch it. I'll watch it another day, but I haven't got around to it, to be, to be completely honest. So I didn't watch it live. I was tempted to watch it live, and I said to Jamie, how much is it? And he said, oh, about like £20 or something like that. And I said, well, you can find me a discount code to get it cheaper than that somewhere for Fight TV. I might do it. Anyway, we couldn't do so. I didn't watch it live. I watched it the next day on a download of some kind. That's all I'll say. But I watched it the next day. Um, but, Jamie, I believe you stayed up for the occasion, did you not? It's AEW, of course I've stayed up and watched it live. I watch every event, even WWE live, so, you know, hey, it's just one of those things. No, maybe you can't say you watched WWE events live did watch it live. FIFA is on at the same time. I, I was waking up at half past five because I had work in the morning and Jamie posted, the event has just finished now. I'm like, I'm just getting up. You've just finished watching it. You say that. 5.40 a.m. it finished. When he messaged... When you messaged and said, yeah, obviously 5.40 British time, when he messaged that to say, sorry, guys, I was awake already watching TV because I was feeding my child at 4.30 in the morning. So the last few days, I've been up at 4, 4.30 anyway. So Could have yeah. put it on then. You I get well, Phil. Phil win the world title. I could have done. But no, I thought, well, I'll leave it a couple of extra hours and wait till somebody has uploaded it so I can download it um, <laughs> without having to put my hands in my pockets and into my wallet. But it's I'm difficult to say to pay for quality wrestling content. My dear Lord. Well, it's difficult to say for Joe and Dan because, of course, they haven't watched it. They've only read the results. So I'll ask you first, then, Jamie. Was it worth staying up for? I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, in regards to AEW events, I still hold that beyond better than most WWE events. And I stay up for WWE events. The only thing that I, I dislike about AEW events is how long they go on for, especially as a British viewer. And I kind of know, like I said to Mercedes, it's like usual events. Like we all know Helena Cell is going to finish at like half three, four o'clock next week. They always sometimes finish earlier. So that's going to be four o'clock. But I'm like, yeah, they, they're supposed to finish at four o'clock. It's supposed to be three hours, but... I'll probably be in bed around five because AEW usually goes for four hours. Turns out I went for four. It went for four hours and 40 minutes. So, you know, still not the longest because Revolution went longer, but still. Yeah, I... My only thing about the whole event, I don't think it's their best event that they've done, especially it's not their best double enough. And I think it's the worst double enough that they've done out of the three so far. Um, but there were still some really decent matches on there. Uh, it was just... I feel like it missed something the event. I don't know what that something was, but it just didn't have the amount of impact as other ones did. It was still good I, and better than half of WWE shows they've done this year. But I, I so I like I said, I downloaded it and watched it. I had all the time in the world on Monday. I don't think I did anything specifically, or if I did it was later on in the day, so I could have watched it in its entirety. However. I did skip both women's matches. Um, Don't like women's wrestling, do you, Taryn? 
<laughs> well, no, I do, but I just... just going to get us cancelled now, are you, Taryn? Skipping the women's wrestling. <laughs> well, they just didn't interest me. For some reason, Britt Baker's starting to... Mm, not me, she needs to be doing something different. And Ruby Soho, I'm not particularly bothered about either, so... Destination. Yeah, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Well, they did have what they Rancid thought. Rancid with their performance Yeah, to be fair, Rancid's performance was good. Um, but other than that, I did watch the, I did watch the event. Um, we will have a quick look through each matches, but I, I will throw this at you then, Jamie, and I suppose for Dan and Joe as well. Do you think it didn't have the hit or the impact like you were saying, like other ones have? Because, and this is just not even necessarily an opinion of mine, it's more just a question. Because the main event, forget the CM Punk element, I would argue that Hangman Adam Page hasn't been a great world champion at all. And, and that's probably not much of his fault, that's probably more to do with the booking um, and the lack of wrestling matches that he's actually had while being champion, but also just the way he's been portrayed on screen. So... When your main event is, yes, CM Punk, brilliant, but against a world champion who I'm not really bothered about being a world champion, and I'm not really bothered if he loses the title. In fact, it was probably best if he did lose the title. I was thinking about the time. I didn't have great interest in it. So you're not really then building. You can have a, a strong undercard, but then if your main event's going to be a bit meh, is it really anything to look forward to, if you get what I'm saying? Hmm. No, I can see what you mean. And I think I said it on last week's podcast. It, it gets to the case of if Hangman Page wins, who's he realistically going to go on and face next as his next title defence? But, you know, they've, they've pretty much exhausted everything. But now CM Punk's the champ. He's starting to go, right, who's he going to be facing next? Who's going to be the next challenger? You know, there's people that they can recycle, like Lance Archer and the, the usual faces that you see there. But there's exciting things like seeing him going against Eddie Kingston, um, you know, an Omega returning, um, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, thinking of those dream matches. Um, you know, what they've announced on Dynamite this week, that always facing um, at Forbidden Door. There's so many wicked opportunities now as him as world champ but i think with hangman as the champion it's just something that yeah it was just dropping off the radar a little bit yeah it's good that they've given him the belt and he, i think he's one of these people who can be a multi-time aw world champion he's not one of these people like let's see jumping ship um so i think it's good that they have swapped over the champions but um i know what you mean it is one of these ones where you're going if it was omega versus um you know, Omega versus CM Punk, for example, everyone would be going, oh my God, it's, it's you can't miss that. But when it's a case of, oh, it's Hangman versus CM Punk, you're thinking, is it going to be the banger or is it just going to be something that they're just doing for the sake of doing it? Um, yeah. Bit of a tough one, but uh, I'm excited to see what CM Punk's now going to do now he holds that belt. Let's have a look at the event then. Jamie, did you watch the kickoff pre show buy in? No. Whatever I... it's called. No, of course I mean, you didn't, because nobody. I mean, the, the whole of it. I will tell you now. Uh, we watched Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Great film, but oh, I do highly recommend it on Disney. Plus. Uh, and then it got to about five o'clock. Is like, I need to sleep. Like I told you, I wanted to go to sleep at nine and watch this film. So then I went to sleep at eleven. Then I woke up at half twelve, ready to put the show on. Then I fell asleep again and woke up at half one. So I missed the MJF match, uh, but I woke up for the Young Bucks and. The Hardys, and I stayed awake for the rest of it since then. So I missed the first matches. Back to well, watch the, it. the pre-show matches. But I mean, you don't really need to rewatch MJF and Wardlow, do you? 
No, I mean, well, Hook Housing defeated Tony needs to mark ceiling. It says by pinfall. Like I said, I didn't watch it, but I assumed they would win anyway. The Hook Housing pairing, which I'm not particularly bothered about. I'd rather see them in a few together, but I'm sure it's going to build to that anyway, so we'll just skip over that. But yeah, the so the event did kick off with Wardlow versus MJF. Interesting that they did that and that MJF came out because, of course, there were all these rumours beforehand, wasn't there, that he hadn't, MJF had no-showed an autograph signing, he hadn't got on the plane. A few hours before, Randy was saying he's not backstage, no one's seen him. People like, is this a work? Is it real? Is it a bit of both? Which it probably looks like it's a mixture of both, to be honest. Um, but I think they did the right... i say they did, they did the right thing. It could have very well played out better, I think, if they hadn't have had the match and they were teasing, is he going to be there, is he not, type thing. Oh, well, you know, they could have said our opening match was going to be NJF versus Wardlow. However, only one of the competitors, not even like name-checking, just said, however, only one of our competitors has, has arrived so far. So we'll, we'll bring you that match later if we can, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe did it halfway through the show or towards the end. But I can see why they've done it first as well, because it was a, a, a squash. It wasn't really a match. You didn't really need to see it, Jamie. There was really next to nothing of any offence put in by MJF. It was a complete squash. There was 10 power bombs by Wardlow to MJF. He just absolutely completely destroyed him. A symphony, him. Taryn. A symphony. a symphony. A symphony. That's right. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, what's our take on that? I mean, my take is that there is genuine heat between Tony Khan and MJF. Um, he's not getting the money that he feels he deserves. You know, he has got a contract, but he wants improved terms. And I think, basically, the, it's a bit of a stalemate at the moment. However, Tony Khan has said, look, almost a bit like an A, and I'm sure we'll get on to last night's Dynamite promo later on. But, um, or we can talk about it now anyway. But um, it's almost a bit like a, Air your, air your grievances, treat it as if it's real because it is real. Because at the end of the day, that's only going to benefit AEW, it's only going to benefit Tony Carr because people tune in and go, What's happening with MJF? Will he be there tonight? If he is, what's he going to do? What's he going to say? You know, so it's it's a smart business decision, I think, as well, to kind of let it play out in real life on TV. But at the same time, I can absolutely see why he was squashed because it's that's that's your booking you know we, we we see it all the time in wwe and vince you know if vince if somebody isn't in vince's good books they go on a losing streak for quite a while or they're not trapped brilliantly in the ring and I, don't get me wrong i i think wardlow was always going to win this match anyway of course because that was the regardless of what's happening in real life between tony khan and mjf um and i think it would have when i say it would have still been a squash I think it would have been a convincing win still for Wardlow, but I'm not necessarily sure it would be so one-sided. It might have been a bit more of a match. There may have been a bit more of an offence by um, MJF, but, I mean, this was complete, total domination. I'd be interested to know what your guys' takes on that are. Um, I think with MJF, like, he's such a, like, he's such a, an attraction for AEW. Before... He before he came to AEW, like you heard this guy called MGF and he's lighting up all the promos like um, on MLW and then he signed for AEW. Like he's like off, you know. I think he's like the most like built star for the ground up from AEW. Like you had people like Daryl Cohen and Omega, you kind of knew knew who they were. But in MGF before he become 
on AEW, he was like on the indies, he was like in MLW, he was here, that. You kind of heard about him, but he didn't really see his work. Now he's been thrust into the spotlight. He's on TNT every week. And he's blowing everyone else out of the water. He's the best heel in wrestling. Not you know, not just in WWE, not in AEW. He's the best heel. And he loves being hated. Like, on Twitter, he is his character. Like, he doesn't switch it off. He's, he's that person all the time, which must take a lot of work. You know, fair play to him. And he's brought a lot of value to AEW. And he's basically said, look, I'm not getting paid as much as like people like Mark Henry, Christian Cage. They're getting paid more than me. And I'm, I'm the start. I've been here from the start and I've built this brand from the start. So I think he's like, come on, you know, give me what I'm owed. Yeah. I mean, what's your take on the NGF situation and Jamie? Well, you called me when I was eating then. So thanks for that. Um, no, I think basically one of the main things that has come from the contract negotiation is MJF obviously wants more money, but Tony Khan wants to give him more money, but extend his contract. And MJF's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to extend my contract. I want my money now, and I want it on this current deal that I'm currently on till 2024. I think it's kind of known. He's going to WWE. I think that's kind of a given kind of thing. He keeps talking about 2024. And he's always wanted to be there. So he is definitely going to go, I think. But there is elements of real life in there. Obviously, the promo on AEW Dynamite, where he's talking about getting based. I don't know if you've seen the full promo now. Yes, I, I have watched it from 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 last night. It was um, interesting to say the least, was it not? Yeah, obviously, like saying "fire me." I don't think that's really been done on television. He called him an, to an, be fired. An, an effing something, effing fire a me. Fucking mark. Yeah, called him a fucking mark. There's, I'm gonna have to click the explicit content box now <laughs> for this week's upload. I do every week anyway, just in case. Yeah, that's mainly because of me. I don't apologise, but there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then obviously that happened. That promo was phenomenal. Obviously, anything that MJF does is phenomenal. Uh, he deserves the money. He shouldn't need that extended time on his contract just to get that money because he's done enough to get it on his current contract. And it's not the fact that he's greedy and he wants more money. He just wants to be respected as one of those top guys because he is doing more than anybody else. He's on one of the best records of anybody else in AEW. He's what I think he said he's the number two minute-for-minute minute draw in AEW, as he said in the promo. I assume CM Punk's probably number one, but they didn't really say that. Um, yeah. So he deserves the money, and I think whether their relationship is actually like that in real life, I don't know, or they've just kind of been like, kind of similar to CM Punk's pipe bomb back in WWE, where it's kind of, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of reality in it as well. But, you know, the contract was basically signed backstage anyway, and it was kind of Vince McMahon let him do what he wants. And I think that's kind of a similar thing where Tony Khan's been like, go on, say what you want then, um, and then we'll see what happens. And then he's kind of just gone, well, if the rating draws in and you're proving that obviously you are worth that money and you can say all these things, We'll give you the money, so it could even just be like a test. Yeah, who knows? We're only fans speculating, of course. 
OnlyFans. You're an OnlyFans. <laughs> That's what I thought I was going with. That <laughs> yeah. was a slight break in the words. That good old pony um, storm. Well, either way, it does mean that Wardlow is now all elite. Like he wasn't anyway, but officially he's all elite now. And apparently on Dynamite last night, he had theme music. I, I don't know, but apparently he had theme music. So I'll have to have a listen to that on YouTube afterwards. Um, where next for Wardlow? I'm sure a few more weeks of squash matches. MJF. The TNT title. It's the TNT yeah, title. It, and it would Scorpio make Sky squash yeah. him. Job um, and then, yeah, let's see what happens with MJF. We await that. The Hardys, I nearly call them the Hardy Boys next. I'm sure that's copyright for WWE. The Hardys defeated the Young Bucks. Um, went on about 20 minutes that much. I was it was all right. It, yeah. Do you have anything specific to say, JB? I mean, I'm glad the Hardys won. I was slightly worried that the Young Bucks would go over because I think they need a bit of momentum. The Hardys because Matt Hardy came in and didn't really do anything for. Uh, sorry, Jeff Hardy came in. Didn't really do anything for a couple of weeks. And then they built up to this match. And I know he's a bit battered and bruised and that and he wasn't on dynamite last night either, was he? I don't think Adam Cole was either. I'd read on the dirt sheets because they, of how they were there, but they were, didn't wrestle. Didn't wrestle, yeah. Um but yeah, they got the win over the over the young books. Do you enjoy that one? I thought I'd done it. I thought it was a song. No, I really match. enjoyed the match. I, I mean, obviously you didn't listen to last week's podcast, Darren, because I said this match could arguably be the match of the night. Well, and it, it was a very good match. Night, was it? it wasn't no, of course of the night, not. so that just goes to but I'm show. saying it has the potential because they are two really good tag teams. I, I, I wanted the young books to win. Um, I think Dan did predict uh, that the uh, Hardys would win. And he thinks they're going to go on to win the tag title, so God knows there. Um, but yeah, they kind of had a. I don't know if you saw Dynamite. They kind of had a little bit of thing between the Hardys and the and the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Christian Cage. So they're, they're kind see. of they're kind of going on with Christian turning on them. Yeah. So could it possibly be like Christian would turn and join the Hardys? I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that hasn't As already healed Hardys. I mean, it happened later on. In, in fact, it was the penultimate match, but I'll well tie it now. Jurassic Express beats Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and Team Taz. I was sure this was going to be the point. I was sure this was going to be when Jurassic Express dropped the titles. I thought to Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, but because Christian Cage, for whatever reason, was going to turn on them. But you surprised it hasn't happened yet, or do you think they're building to a different way? Oh, yeah, I think I mean... it's going to be... It's going to be established tag team, isn't it? I mean, those ones were kind of like makeshift. I know we got Team Taz, but I think all day long I can see that one retaining. But yeah, like you said, it's building towards like the Hardy Boys getting those belts and a Christian Cage turning. You know, we get a Jungle Boy Christian Cage match. I think that'll be absolutely stellar. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I, I think it's time. I mean... Are you thinking then the Hardys versus Jurassic Express then, and that's when Christian Cage turns on them then? Yeah. Interesting. But then that would make the Hardys heels. Well, no, because they're just, oh, we want to have a decent match with you, and they don't know that the shenanigans happening with Christian, you know? And they're like, well, the match is a match. It's for the title. We won the title. We'll give you, they can give you the rematch, but at that point, you know, they, they're having their issue with Christian Cage then. They're not having the issue. Yeah, so Christian doesn't have to align with the Hardys. He just screws over Jungle Boy. True, I suppose so. Unless that's when a reason to bring the trio's title in. Well, it's we've, coming we've, talked, we've talked about those trio's titles and we're still waiting for it. Because I they're think coming. 
maybe they should have had it's the one thing that I predicted that would happen on the event, but obviously didn't was obviously the eventual return of Kenny Omega. That's going to happen at some point. And when Kenny Omega comes in back to the undisputed elite, you've then got two leaders in Adam Cole and Kenny Omega. You've got Adam Cole with his two baby boys of the undisputed. Then you've got Kenny Omega and his two boys of the young books, the elite. Mm. There's your two trios. What better trios do you want facing off for that trios title than them two? True. Yeah, this is what happens, Taryn, when you listen to quality content on previous week's episodes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Right. Let, let's move on then. Let's move on to a match I didn't watch. So Jamie's gonna have to. Oh no! I tell you what, I did. I did watch some of this. I tell a lie. I, I there was three women's matches, and this was the match I did watch: Jade Cargill and Anna Jay. Because this is where I'm gonna. Okay, this is now where I'm gonna show off the fact that I don't watch Dynamite as much as I used to. But Jade Cargill, what is it? Just me. Or is she absolute terrible? What? She was she was so Jamie, you must know what I'm on about here because you watch it. Guys, if you're gonna watch one match from the event, watch this one, right? She was so slow. Oh. I'm talking like she was like great Carly slow all the way through the match. She didn't know what she was doing. She was like boxing moves before they'd happened. She was waiting for Anna Jay to jump on her and it not happening because Anna Jay was in a different area of the ring. I just it was like they planned the match move by move by move down to down to a punch and she'd forgotten what she was doing 30 seconds into it. Just go back and watch it and you'll know what I mean. I, I mean you're shaking your head, so I'm sure she's brilliant normally. I, could do, I, I was just watching it and had, she was just... Dynamite was a lot better. They she just didn't know what she was doing. Was yeah, honestly, yeah, um, they just... But so, so did happens, Anna Jay. Well, Anna Jay was like about to jump off the, the top rope and she couldn't get her feet in position. I'm sure they were both nervous and panicking and stuff. But Jay Cargill, I was watching her, I was going, what's the... No wonder she's undefeated because she doesn't do anything. So she can't lose. Um, I, yeah. T- terrible. T- I'll be wow. interested. Has Dave Meltzer come out with his star ratings yet? No, yeah. It's only been three days. Yeah, Dave Meltzer. Usually Thursday, Friday, I think. I'd be interested to know what he... Gives that match and what his comments are. You, I mean, did you pick up on anything specific, Jamie? No, I'm just used to Jake Cargill. That's possibly why. Again, like nothing against her. I, I said to these last week, it's probably going to be the worst match, but there you go. And it was. <laughs> no disrespect to them, but you know. It was only one way it was going. There was no way. I mean, Dan predicted Anna Jay was going to win that match. So there you go. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a Jay Cargill win all day I long. I did predict. I did predict the return. I was the only person to say that there would be a debut of one Athena, and that did happen. I did call that. Yes. No, Town doesn't even know where Athena is. It was Ember Moon. I'm not bloody stupid. I know that much. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I, I wasn't happy. I, I just, I just didn't think it was good at all. I thought it was terrible. I Mate, we had Stokely, Stokely Hathaway is now in AEW as well. That guy is going to be money. 
That's so um, in from NXT, isn't it? I can't Malcolm Bivins. That's it, yeah. And didn't Chris Statlander return as well during this match? I mean, is she not an Statlander's alien? Statlander's been anymore? around for ages. She never, she never went away, but, you know. Well, yeah. why isn't she an alien anymore? Because they've stripped back all of the the hocus pocus, and they, you know, she's she's, um, she's got serious. She has. She was. Oh, she's only in like the Owen Hart Memorial kind of tournament a week ago in the semi-finals. Sweet Jesus! This is why he's bottom of the prediction table. This is why I'm bottom. <laughs> gladly, gladly so when it comes to things like that. What about the House of Black then, Jamie? They defeated Death Triangle. Yeah, uh, again, another predictable match that I thought was going to happen. Um, it was a solid match, though. Like they were all, all okay. It went what I expected it to be. All right. Yeah, I don't really have much comment on it either. Other than I think Pac's being wasted being in the Death Triangle. He needs to be singles run. No, nope, they need all these trios ready for the trios title. But yeah, but trios the, tournament. There you there's go. There's loads of teams. I've already said. There's loads of trios. Yes, but it's eventually going to get to the point where you Bring can't do anything more Marco with these trios. Stunt. So, oh, you know, get another no, trios. No, <laughs> did not to join um, House of Black, who was in um, the yeah, Julia Hart. Blonde. That's it. Yes, yeah. Julia Hart with that black mist. <sighs> Tajiri, corrupted. They've all got mist, haven't they? Yeah, corrupted months ago. It wasn't like July last year. <laughs> yeah, decent enough match. It was all right. Adam Cole, however. Baby, defeated baby. Samoa Joe to win the men's Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Um, Adam Cole, every time I see him, looks like he either doesn't care anymore or, I, I don't know, he just, physique-wise, he's just, very very he's lean a, he's a, now he's a twitcher now That's um what he does. i just i don't games. know i just as much as people slag off the wwe and the newer version of nxt and stuff like that i just i don't know i think they'd have at least kept him physique wise they'd have kept him on track they'd have kept him still in an interesting program because he'd still be one of the top guys on nxt if he hadn't already moved up to the main roster now he's in AEW and he's probably got a bit more freedom and probably a bit more... I don't know whether job security is the right thing because I'm sure he would have had some form of security in WWE, but then he could just get released at any minute. It's almost just like he doesn't care now and I kind of I wanted Samoa Joe to win more just because I'm kind of a bit sick of Adam Cole. Give me a second. He's, Adam Cole, like, he's one of the most over-themes and entrances in the whole yeah, of AEW. Yeah, but... but... But but you've you've hit the nail on the head there. His theme and entrance is over. I don't think people care as much for him and, anymore. I honestly I don't. It, if you wait, so if we try and predict the future, if we can, and you think six months time, and then we're getting Cole versus Omega, and it's oh. the and like the, the the elite um, tier four, and you think, yeah, that'd be amazing. You could have like three on three matches, or they could rope everybody together, and it's like the Bullet Club feud. People want to tune in and watch that. I think at the moment, like you said, the trio's titles on the the way up. It made logical sense for him to win and Brit to win. You know, it looks good with the two of them with their custom belts. The cup of hearts. It is the cup of hearts, man. Um, it's one of the you know. I think with Joe, he can take the loss. He's you know in the last run now of his career, but with Adam Cole, he's going to be around now five ten years. 
you look at it now, six month time, you're going to get that Omega match. Um, and I do think that people are going to be tuned in for it. And at t- t-shirt sales, he's one of the ones that sells a lot of the t-shirts. His music's over. But I know what you mean. Like, he has gone a bit leaner. It's not like we're in, in, in WWE, in NXT, where you had to, that was the match you had to watch every show. This Was this the match you had to watch on Double or Nothing? I haven't heard anything about it, to be honest, of what's happened on it. Um, I don't know. What do you think of it, Jamie? Do you think it was a good match? It was a solid match. Like Again, this is the thing that I said about the pay-per-view. It was good. Nothing was outstanding. It the was matches decent. were solid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was, it just felt like the whole event missed something, that that, um, that amazing moment that made it really, really good. Uh, the Anarchy in the Arena match was absolutely mental. Again, we'll go oh, on we're to that. Get on when to we that come to it. But, um, but yeah, I think like I said, with Adam Cole, I didn't really watch a lot of NXT, so I didn't really know a lot about him back then. I know obviously he was kind of like the face of NXT for a while, but um, he's just been obviously Adam Cole as the undisputed elite here. And again, I haven't really seen him have a bad match. And you know what? He's with his girlfriend. He's happy now. Let him put on a little bit of weight. Isn't that what happens when you're in love? Just saying, you're comfortable. You're happy. Put a little bit of weight on. Why not? Yeah, but he's in a profession. Yeah, but he's all about that boom. Yeah, exactly. He's all about the boom. It's theme music. That's it. And that's where it starts <laughs> and ends these days. Okay, that's Taryn, it. I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna flip it round. You Go can now book you can now book Adam Cole for the next two months or month program. Anything you want, or anyone you want on the roster. What what would you do with Adam Cole? He goes on a losing streak <laughs> for no, he does. He goes on a losing streak. For the next, what month is it now? What's the next event? Forget Forbidden Door. What's the next exclusive AEW event? As in pay-per-view. The next one most likely would be... Is that all in? Yeah. In September. Mm -hmm. He goes on a losing streak between now and August. And then he needs to team up with somebody... And he wins the tag titles in August, and he wins. He needs to team up with somebody. He's already got a faction. He's in a trio. No, no, he needs to get out of that. I mean, he needs to find a a, a separate. And he teams up with um, Jake the Snake Roberts, and he becomes. um, And this is why everyone Taron is bottom of the prediction, and he becomes. Adam the Adder, he does. No, he becomes Adder Cole. <laughs> there you go. A snake is an Adder. Adder Cole. Adder and Jake the Snake. Um, yeah, there you go. It's easy. Book it, Tony Khan. That's as good as his booking's been lately. Let's move on to a match that I skipped. Do- Dr. Britt Baker. His wife, coincidentally, here we go, defeats Ruby Soho via pinfall. Anything of note? Not particularly. <laughs> Again, kind of went, kind of went the way you were expecting it to be. Again, I saw um, Martha come out. It's Martha Hart, isn't it? Owen's wife. Jesus, Widow did you not watch it? Then, yeah, I watched it. She, she looked like she was getting married. Um, <laughs> she had a bloody wedding, like wedding hat on and white dress, and then she was obviously reading. Don't get me wrong; she was happy to be there, and it's in legacy and memory of her husband. Um, he was a bit. Oh, Cringe yeah. to watch at points, um, but she was having she was having a good time. She was having a good so, time. Happy to be there. She, I, it was interesting that she thanked Dark Side of the Ring. She did. 
<laughs> during her speech. Yeah, the team at Vice um, and Dark Side of the Ring. She did, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I assume they're going to do this yearly for at least the next couple of years, and I, I don't know. It depends, mm-hmm. however long they've signed this deal with the Owen Hart Foundation and Martha, doesn't it? Because obviously we know Owen's going to be in the AEW um, fight forever, is it? The game. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but at least the next couple of years. But I think that the next winner of the Owen Hart Foundation will be um, Poison Fang Adakole. He's going to do it two years in a row, but under his new And he's going to win the women's. That will be um, Dr. Boa Baker. Yeah, I'm going to predict it. it. Next year's winner is going to be Go Ryan Nemeth. He's going to split up from the yeah. uh, the, t- the top boys or whatever they're called, and he's going to go on a singer. He's going to be the new Dolph Ziggler. He's going to sort of call himself like oh, Dolph Ryan Ziggler. Ryan Ziggler. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler will be an AEW. He'll be an AEW. They need to keep with the love theme, and we all know everybody's favourite power couple in AEW oh, winning no. next year. It Not will budget be... Corey Graves and Carmella. Sammy Guevara and uh, Ty Lord next year. Put well, American top team now. beat um, Kazarian Guevara and Ty Conti. The, de- um, the debut of Paige Van Zandt. Well, what we all wanted to see. As long as Scorpio Sky is champion, e. Guevara and Kazarian aren't allowed to challenge for the championship anymore, are they? Which probably means nothing, because do we really want to see another Guevara, Scorpio Sky? So once they've had a bit good, but that programme's been going on a couple more weeks longer than it should be, really. Scorpio Sky mm-hmm. needs to move on to Adderco. Yeah, but again, someone hasn't watched Dynamite, because he's already got his new challenger for oh, Rampage this week. Well, no, week. I, I haven't watched it, right? It was only on last night. I only watched MGS promo. So basically, and this is one thing that I hate. I, I hate this about AEW. Any time anybody mentions fucking Dante Martin, <laughs> what do they always say? Every single person, face, heel, commentator. Oh, he's got great ability. He's the future of this business. No heel would say he that is. about him. But every single person commends how great he is. I think because he's only like 20. But still, you wouldn't say he's the future of the business, how, how great he is. And again, it is Scorpio Sky versus Dante Martin on Rampage for the title. Can be a decent yeah, he was saying, Scorpio, like, Scorpio, Scorpio Sky, Sky was like, easy. yeah, maybe the future of the business. You've got great talent. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. You would never say that. You've just been chatting no, about Sammy Guevara for the past five years. Why would you talk your opponent up? You just wouldn't. But even it's like Dan minded. Lambert was saying it as well. Dan Lambert was saying he's got great potential. He's a future of like AEW and professional wrestling. So every every promo you see about Dante Martin, everybody says it. Every single person says right. that. Well, words. I'm going to watch Rampage on Friday and the promo before the match. If he doesn't say that, then I'm going to hold you accountable. I bet you he will. I bet <laughs> you he will. I mean, Dan might not have noticed it, but like you go back, every single person has said that about him. Yeah. Yeah, but Wardlow's winning that TNT title next, anyway. Yeah, after squashing Dante Martin. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, 
defeated Darby Allen, I've just remembered now I didn't actually see this match either because I I skipped <laughs> the I skipped Thunder Rosa um beating Serena Deeb. However, that's because I skipped it. I couldn't be bothered with it. But Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen, I was changing the baby at that point. He'd done a big poo. He had. So I had to change the baby. And it was so it was on in the background, but I didn't really watch it. So yeah, again, Jamie, you're, you're gonna have to take the lead on this, this one. This was a great match. No, physical it match. It no, was. it wasn't. It was a really good match. Um, what was it? Was it for double or nothing? Though was it? No, it's like, it's like a main event of Dynamite or a Rampage. Mm. It's not like a pay per view caliber match, but it was a really solid match. There was nothing, nothing wrong about it. Kyle O'Reilly's a very solid worker and a great wrestler. Darby Allen likes to take some crazy bumps. It was a great match. It's a main event for a Rampage or a Dynamite. You'd happily watch that. I mean, the main event of Dynamite this week was Moxley versus Kin, one of the Jericho Appreciation Society guys. Can't remember his name. That one. Yeah. They all merge into one. <laughs> um, yeah. So it would it would definitely have been like if, if that match was the main event of a Dynamite, it would be highly praised. True. Right. <laughs> Moving on then. The. Anarchy in the arena match. I uh, I couldn't... So, the Jericho Appreciation Society defeated the Blackpool Combat Club. Fair enough. Blackpool shit! <laughs> right, fair <laughs> enough. You say Blackpool shit, I've just read... I'm in utter shock because Blackpool's manager, Neil Critchley, has left the club and he's just come up now. And <laughs> he's left the club to join Aston Villa under Steven Gerrard. Anyway, anyway, I can't, I can't believe it. Right. Cancelling my season ticket. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> God, for like, why? Why? You're not even bought your season ticket yet. You're going to have to. Um, so, this match, there was too much going on. There was just too much going on. Um, I felt like I was missing things when I should have been seeing that and not what was on screen. Um, there were a few decent spots, um, a few table spots. Um, Eddie Kingston got busted open at some point, but I don't know if we saw it because it just cut to him and his face was a mess. Um, I, I, I like these matches, but they don't work when everything's all happening in different parts of the arena. I feel like we should be seeing everything all together, put it that way. They need the multicam. They need it in an octobox with like seven different screens so you can watch it from every angle. Because, I mean, we've we, never been done before, I'm pretty sure. But if you had, there's five compares, it's five on five. Have five fucking boxes on your screen, like what we're doing now with four. Just have four boxes on the screen picking up everyone, and you'll see everything that's going on. You'll be like, this is the first time ever we're following five different competitors a match, trying to commentate on five different kind of one-on-one matches. Or they could do it the other way around. Ring, you know, with football, when you can pick a, you used to be able to pick a footballer that you could follow. Oh, I'll follow Ronaldo, yeah. and literally every time Ronaldo, you know, where Ronaldo was, he followed him around with the camera. It'd be like that. Yeah. Today's spotlight is Jake Hager, and everywhere Jake Hager goes, he's spotlighted. You know, they could do it that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the five cameras, ten people. But one thing I wanted to say is with um, Eddie Kingston, doesn't he know the price of fuel these days? I mean, the best thing about Eddie Kingston, what they said on Dynamite, was like, this is the first time I think I've seen a zombie in AEW because the way he's walking <laughs> to the ring, like, Ugh. But yeah, I mean, that was absolutely mental. I was like, oh, because I thought 
no, they're not going to do that, surely. Because when he brought that gasoline down, I was like, he's going to set that barbed wire table on fire, isn't he? Like, that's what I thought they were, what was going to happen. Because he had the barbed wire on the table. Then he just it, came the down. The table about, didn't even break, though, did it? When he yeah, that fucking landing must have hurt, though. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. It's a Japanese um, table. Yeah. And then, obviously, he just started just pouring it on Brian Danielson and Jericho. Yeah, Banner. it was... It was it was a mess. It was a mess. But it was great. Loved it. It was yeah. And then and they started playing wild thing for like ten minutes. Right, just um, on loop. Yeah, <laughs> but he played for the first ten minutes over and over. And I thought at first, oh, this is quite good because they just run in the bells rung type thing, and it's getting the crowd going. And then it was going on, and it was going on, and it was going on. I was like, this match could go on for half an hour. It went on twenty two minutes forty. Wow. And I thought. They're just going to keep playing it, and it's looping, it's looping, and it did stop eventually. But I don't know if yeah. I'd have liked it to have carried on or Do not. You know how it stopped? I bet he, he bet he missed how it stopped. See, he doesn't even remember this match. He doesn't even remember anything. Like, Chris um, Jericho pulled the stereo out and smacked came... him over the head with yes. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because at one point, Jericho, either Jericho or Moxley or Moxley or Jericho, got the hard, the hard cap and went tried to hit him with it, and it wouldn't quite pull over. And then he, he pulled it harder, and it like <laughs> it, it brushed his face. I think it, it um, I think it was Moxley or Jericho. He literally brushed Jericho's face. It, Probably got nowhere near really, and he was like, "Oh, oh, oh. And he, yeah." It was like nowhere near him. It was. Um, no, he, he ripped the stereo. That's how the music stops and smacks Mox over the face with it. It's great. A fun, fun match. Yeah, I thought it was a really Too fun match. I'd watch on. that match again. You know, Melts has given that six stars. Uh, do you know what? I think you'll be surprised. I think he'll only give it three. I think I he, he, he probably will it. say so. Much. No, maybe not. I suppose no. But then it was an official match. It was bell to bell. So I don't know. We'll see. Right. We'll skip over Jurassic Express. We've already spoke about that. And yeah, the main event. We've so you're not even really talking about. about Serena Deeb. <laughs> no. You want to ask him that match? All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> match of the night. Just, match of the night. Yeah. Thunder Rosa. And Dan won. said Serena Spoiler. Deeb was going to win. <laughs> So, your main event, we've already spoken of our grievances of Hangman Adam Page. We happy CM Punk is now your champion. It, I, I felt That's like it went on too long, though, the match. I will put that out there, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, it was, he like, was, he was, tw- he was kept 26 fucking, minutes. Kept collapsing when he kept trying to do the punk shot lariat. Do you not remember he's, that? He's he like he gave away, didn't he? Give it away twice. Yeah. He's old. Strip him of that belt now. Nobody wants to see it. But no, like like Dan said last week, if you were telling anybody, oh, Hangman Page beat CM Punk for the title, everyone would be like, oh, all right. But then if you tell people CM Punk is now the world champion, he is like, he. you need to watch this event because CM Punk is now world champion again. What, 11 years after he was last champion in WWE, people would tune in and see it. And obviously you have CM Punk as the face of the company, people will tune in and watch it. So we're happy that CM Punk's the champion. What now no. for Adam Page? All right, then we're not. I mean, all right, well, whether we're happy or not, CM Punk is champion. What now for Adam Page? I mean, the best thing about Adam Page was him, like, kind of finally getting that moment. I think we were all happy when he won the title, if I'm not mistaken. Like, because obviously, I'm pretty sure we all predicted that Adam Page should win it against Jericho in the first ever event. And we're kind of debating why are you putting it on Chris Jericho, who's like this veteran of the business. Now you're saying it's okay for CM Punk to do it. 
<laughs> there you go. Um, Adam Page is better as a chaser anyway. I think it's kind of whole like, young, young guy coming up trying to win the world title. Maybe he's not like the greatest champ of ever, but you know he has a great journey to the title, and maybe that's his legacy. I don't think Adam Cole would be good on the chase. Like, I, I think he'd take the lower offer if he's on the chase. <laughs> All our interested listeners are now are thinking, well, I suppose they do have the chase in America and Canada. Don't I'm sure they, they do. Well, I know they got in, in, yeah, they have. Um, Mark Labette is the American chaser. So, yeah, they've got it. It's a, in, it's a the, in the British reference. version of Beat the Chasers, isn't there been a Canadian or is he Australian? Australian, the Australian, the super that's it. The super, yeah, enough said about that. <laughs> so, so, what now for Adam Cole then? Adam, Adam Cole, Cole, Adam Page, sweat, Adam Page. Too many Adams. Get the names changed like they do in WWE. <laughs> Your name's Adam. You can't be we'll have Page, Cage, and all kinds of ages. He, he's joining what about, the dark order. What about Adam Cole, Boa Baker, and Adam Python? There you go. Why don't we have um, Hangman revisit his thing with the Bullet Club? Um, obviously, they're going to be doing that. that. Makes it back in. Terrible. That. Makes that it back in. He rejoins back bar. in. There's only one right Bullet back. Club. There's only one Bullet Club, and that's now in WWE with Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. Wait for the predictions. <laughs> I've got a theory on this. I've got a theory on this. He's got I mean, we're 50 minutes heel. in. We better get to it soon. I know. <laughs> he's got to turn heel, though, hasn't he? He's got to turn heel now, Adabay. Surely he's got to turn heel. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'd love it to kind of like. I mean, he's called Hangman and Page, and he talks about that's that what cowboy. I mean. He's, he's and like he talks about this cowboy shit, as JR would say. Why don't that be his gimmick? He just ties people and tries to hang him. Yeah, because that would be a dog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he get he get he gets a horse and just like gets up and dragging him up the ramp, like you know, kind of like tying him up, kind of shit. Go to Why did, yeah, All right, Yang, next, next thing for style. next thing for um. Adam Page, he's training for the Olympics. He's going to do dressage. <laughs> dressage? Yeah, go on. Then. Yeah, it's where they, they put like a nice suit Just on. Just get him get, drunk like, again. And do dances. He's going to the Olympics. I mean, I mean, they should have possibly done more about his drinking and obviously CM Punk being straight edge and stuff. He could go really dark with that kind of stuff. Obviously, Adam Page had a drinking problem when he was tag team with Kenny Omega. Just have all of that and getting poor bit over CM Punk, like turn him heel, talk about his, uh, all of that kind of stuff. It'd be fine. He's going to team up with Big Show. They're going to be a tag team called Cage Show or <laughs> Page Show. Where the Page Show? Yeah, I've already seen that Page Show, and it was messy. <laughs> Page here. Hey, Page here. <laughs> right, Jamie, give your um, give your grading for the event. Seven out of ten. Oh, I was going with the letter. I'll go C. That probably sounds about like a 7 out of 10 C, doesn't it? C. Yeah, C. Yeah, I, I feel like... I know you said it was still better than WWE's events le- lately, which That's I would not- agree to an extent wrestling. However, and this could be controversial, I mentioned how much I actually enjoyed WrestleMania Backlash more than I thought was going to... I think I was more entertained by WrestleMania Backlash from an entertainment standpoint than I was this event. However, the, the matches, the actual wrestling itself, as always, really, was better. But I had a a, a funner time watching WrestleMania back, so I did double or nothing. 
But that's not to say it was a bad event. It was it was by it was not a bad event. I, I, I would agree. WrestleMania Backlash, if you were going on that, w- was better. Um, so I would possibly say uh, the same. But it's still not the, like, the event of the year. Obviously, um, what the fuck was the event? I can't remember it now. No. The last AEW event, what was it? Revolution. Revolution in the beginning of the year, yeah. yeah. That was the dog collar match. They had obviously Moxley and Danielson. The face of the Revolution match. That was better. Like it Revolution was. was a better was a better pay-per-view. And we've got blood and guts coming up soon, dynamite spoilers. Yes, they have announced hair versus hair. Hair versus hair, Jericho they have, yeah. Which takes I just want to see Road Rager in two weeks. Ortiz will lose that match, obviously. Yes. But I'd no, love Jericho, to see Jericho Jericho's and Bold. I'd just love Jericho's to see a bold Jericho. He's, he's already had his hair cut. That they cut his yeah, hair. Yeah, oh, just he shaved his hair bold. on the show. Uh, and then, um, yeah, they announced they find like they were kind of teasing it. And Jericho's like, no, we're not having blood and guts. And then they announced at the end of the match, yeah, we are going to have blood and guts. And that takes place. The end of this month on the 29th, I believe. Three three weeks, four weeks' time. Four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks yeah, till blood and guts. That's the well. AEW version of um, the War Games match, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, this was, I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong, I, I absolutely loved the last blood and guts match, except the finish. As long as you don't have that same finish with Chris Jericho falling into cardboard boxes again. <laughs> yes. Fine. Right, let's go to it then. We've got to. It's the hell in all of the cells, it is. Um, and and thank God there's only one hell in a cell match. Thank God, because the user put the two. on that is thank bonus. Is there? There's two. There's two. He has no idea what's going on. There's According to Wikipedia, Seth. there's only Cody one. Cody versus Seth in hell in a cell, and it's Omos versus Lashley, uh, and MVP in hell in a cell is two. According to WWE.com, it's just a two-on-one handicap match. No, it's, it's not in a hell in a cell. It's not. What? Well, it's it's not. I'm pretty sure it is. It's not. It's not. Go on WWE.com and have a look. It's not. It's just a two-on-one handicap match. We'll see. We'll see. Right. We'll start off with that then. So we'll break it down, as we always do, these count on our pay-per-view predictions that you do. Um... We'll start with that match. Why not? Let's go on the basis of... I mean, if you want to, Dan, as part of your prediction, if it, if who you think is going to win is because of the hell in the cellar or anything like that, then please include in that. I'm not going to. I'm going to say it's... Um, I don't think it's really uh, going to matter anyway. Much, we all know. Nah. Well, it might do, because Dan might say he thinks this team or this person is going to win because of the use of the cell or whatever. But I'm just going on the basis of that it's a... Um, it's a two-on-one handicap match. That that'll be for me. So I'm quite happy to start. Um, the event itself, I'm not particularly bothered about. In fact, I forgot it was this Sunday. Um, there's one match, and I think it's pretty obvious which one it is. We're all are all probably looking forward to the most. It is the Hell in a Cell match. If it is the only one, um, the rubber match um, between Cody and Seth. The rubber match. Um, it's 2-0. Not the rubber match. You know, well, you know what I mean. The third <laughs> match. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, that's the one we're looking forward to the most. 
But we'll start with this one. So we'll say whether it's a Hell in a Cell or not, it's Omos and MVP versus Bob the Lash in a two-on-one handicap match. So we've had, let's have a look at this. We had Bobby Lashley win at WrestleMania. We had Omos win at WrestleMania Backlash. And now, of course, we've got MVP thrown into the mix. So either Bobby Lashley is the dominant force and beats them both, probably by beating MVP or the team of two beat Bobby Lashley. It's one of them that could go either way. For me, it's a win for Omos and MVP. And it's because MVP pins Bobby Lashley. It'll be like this chicken shit heel type thing where, of course, Omos does most of the domination side of things onto Bobby Lashley. MVP probably gets his ass handed to him by Bobby Lashley. But then Omos hits his finisher and MVP probably like scuttles in and not necessarily steals, but just scuttles in and, and gets the pin whilst Omos watches over. So I'm going with the team of Omos and MVP. Um, Dan, do you want to go next then, uh, whether or not it's a Hell in a Cell or not? Yeah, I mean, my prediction for the match, um, I, I think we all know that Bobby Lashley is probably switching to the blue brand. He's going over to SmackDown to start fresh. I think it only makes sense now. Um, I think on his way out, he's going to put Omos over. He's had two wins. Why? It makes sense in the Seth Rollins and Cody match to go 3-0 because you're making somebody into a future world champion. But in this match, the fact that Omos is 2-0 down it makes no sense for Omos to lose 3-0 because the stock's really crap. What's he really going to do? Chase the 24-7 title if he loses again? So I think this is the time where he wins and he starts going towards uh, maybe facing... Uh, well, he can't really go US title, but I think if he starts getting some more momentum, he can become like a mid-carder up a mid-carder then. So I'm going to go for Omos. And I think Omos is going to get the pin in this one. It'll be MVP and Omos getting the win. I could, I'm pretty sure it is, it's going to be a hell in a cell. Um, but even if it's a standard match, I don't think it's irrelevant either. I don't think the cell is going to have much of a play with it. it just, because really, the cell's to keep other people out. If you've got them all kept in there, it just means that Lashley can get his hands on MVP. But he faced MVP and lost to MVP two weeks ago to get this stipulation anyway. Um, but I think it's the case that Omos gets the win, it builds his stock up, and then we see Lashley go across to SmackDown. Jamie. Have a look while Sam asking Joe what his predictions are and see if it mentions anything to do with a Hell in a Cell anymore. No, not on Wikipedia or anything, it doesn't say. Um, um, it, I can't say if it just says 2 on one handicap match, unless he mentioned it on Raw and they just haven't put it online or anything. It's but, not um, on WWE.com but again, that doesn't necessarily mean... I mean, it seems been. quite strange just to have one Hell in a Cell match. There should be two. So whether they announce one on SmackDown then for a SmackDown Hell in a Cell match... Um, obviously, uh, I know Roman Reigns isn't fighting, so whether they do something with the Usos, who knows? Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going for Bobby Lashley on this one. Bobby Lashley and Joe, I am. Um, I'm going for Omas to win again. Bobby Only Lashley. one with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, okay. You are going to be bottom in the prediction league. I don't think even after this event I could be bottom. (laughs) Even if I get everyone wrong. Yeah, I think Bobby Lashley's done on Raw, same as Dan said. Like he's done everything he can. Move him over to SmackDown. He's new, new fresh opponents. Yeah, it's the end for Bobby Lashley. It's the end for Bob the Lash. (laughs) It's it's over. Release. A-E-T-N-A, he's going back to Impact, he is. 
Fair enough, right. Your prediction is locked in. So we have Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother, versus Kevin Owens. Um, I might as well just go first again. I never thought I'd say that Kevin Owens would lose clean to what's become a bit of a joke act, but he's going to. I'm going with Ezekiel because it doesn't. If they're going to continue this, it doesn't make sense for Kevin Owens to win. He should be losing and then still chasing Ezekiel to out the truth and things put like this that. In hell in lost behind him that time. Yeah, yeah. Put this in hell in a cell. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Big Zeke himself, Ezekiel Jackson. Oh no, wait, he's retired. Uh, Zeke himself. Uh, he was on Price is Right last week. He was on Price is Right. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I the, the way that I would book the finish, I, I agree with you. I think um, Ezekiel's going to carry on his momentum. The way I'd book it is, you know, the guitar yes. when Elias used to come out. I think it's going to be that case, uh, and then it speaks Kevin Owens. He's going to be like, he's here, he's here. What's going on? And then it's just going to be a small, so, a small that yeah, and he's just going to pin him, and then he's just going to go, yeah, who wants to speak with Zeke? And he's going to walk on off. Um, this, I don't think the feud's going to end after this show. I think it's going to continue. Um, what people have said, they'd like to see Damien Sandow dress up as um, Elias, and then he could come in like dressed, and it could be you know, that sort of thing where he's playing the character. But yeah, I think that there's there going to be, some be someone, There must be somebody in developmental or NXT or someone who's got a similar look and build that they can don in the stuff and just... It's almost like a lights go out, lights come on, and he's quickly there, it's him over the air with the guitar, quickly goes under the ring, so you Daniel can't Sandow. really see. It's not. Has to yeah, be Sandow. That, that's what I mean. That, that they've got to do that at some point. Surely, surely there's got to be a way of doing that. Even if it's like I've mentioned on a previous um, podcast, on a previous show, they just did a, a pre-recorded promo and they're both stood together. Do you know what I mean? And just, just get them together in some fashion, whether it's live or whether it's on a pre-record a promo and they're editing him in um i know they'd have to like stick a fake beard on him and stuff like that <laughs> obviously because he's clean shaven and make his hair look longer with a wig or whatever but there's got to be something they need to do that but you're going with ezekiel zeke yeah man jamie oh the same yeah I, I mean a very small package for the win it would be kind of like a cheap win kind of thing where it's a surprise it was small packaging and it'd be a kind of kevin owens in the ring go no what the fuck has happened basically and then ezekiel's running around all happy like bo dallas with his thumbs up in the air going yeah i did it i'm a winner uh and then it, it'll be kind of like that surprise win and kevin owens just doing a christian fit in the ring you uh on the same page joe yeah i'm the same i think ezekiel will win they'll be like a 10 minute match i like what you guys are saying like bring like damon sandow in is dressed as like elias or like play the music like to distract him or like have somebody like come out with like a guitar hit kevin was over the head with it like this definitely can have a lot more legs than it has so yeah i think Could... yeah, it'll definitely carry on Let's put this way. Could you imagine if all of this was the biggest work? Forget MJF and Tony Khan. What if this was the biggest work in history and it is actually Elias's brother and they are two separate people? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's just stay quiet his entire career that he's got a, a twin brother or a brother that looks Could you imagine? very similar. I mean, it would be great. That would be great. Um, yeah. All right, then. Or he could get horribly burnt and wear a mask so it could be someone else. <laughs> right. The predictions are locked in for that then. So let's go to our United States Championship match where 
Fury will defend against Mustafa Ali. Um, this I don't know about this one because we don't see enough long title reigns anymore. People seem told him for oh, so, so, WWE. I'm talking here and forget. I know I'm contradicting myself now with Roman Reigns, but that's different. I'm talking specifically about the mid card titles here. People tend to hold them for a couple of weeks or a month and then they drop them. So I almost feel on one way theory will the momentum and push that he's had with the Vince McMahon thing, all that type of stuff should be holding this title and holding it for a long time. But looking at WWE and the way that they do things and the fact that Mustafa Ali has come back and he's hot. Don't say I, I, I just, I don't know. Um, uh, this, this either win, this either gives me the win or the loss of the whole prediction pay-per-view for this week. <laughs> I am going to go with... Uh, I'm gonna go with the new <laughs> champion. Oh my Mustafa days! Ali. This is why you're bottom of the I'm prediction. From, I, I just, I don't know. I just, they just seem to, yeah. So let's put it this I, I, way: if Mustafa Ali wins that match, you're gonna you take a be. shit in the middle of their room for Class of the Castle. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, I can take you by that reaction then that everybody else is going for theory, are they? Well, the yes. rumoured SummerSlam match is John Cena versus Theory for the US title. That's the build for SummerSlam in a couple of months. So why would he be dropping the belt to then pick it up? It makes no sense. So all day long, it's Theory. Okay. Taron doesn't know about that because he doesn't even follow wrestling anymore. No, I just hope a weekly podcast about it. Um, Joe, you on the same page as them then? Yeah, but I see what you mean about Mustafa Ali. They have really been like giving him a chance lately. Like, I know he went away because he had a problem with some management issues and stuff, but they have actually given him a real good chance lately. So I see what you mean. They are building him up, but I can't see him winning because he's only been back for like two or three weeks. He hasn't had enough build. And, you know, Austin Theory, he is Mr. McMahon's protege. They are putting a lot of stuff behind him. I could always see him going up and up and up. For him to lose the title now doesn't really make much sense. So, but I do see what you mean about Mustafa Ali, though. I do think he's built a momentum now. Fair enough. Right. Let's have a look at the unified or undisputed, whatever they're calling it these days, tag team championships. The Usos defending against Riddle and Shinsuke Nakamura. For me, completely pointless. The Usos are winning this. It's a throwaway, yeah. the fact that they've just put Shinsuke Nakamura and Riddle together just for something for Shinsuke Nakamura to do whilst Randy Orton's out rehabbing or whatever before he comes back and no doubt turns on Riddle in his first appearance back. Um, I defy anybody to disagree with me that the Usos are going to retain, and it's as simple as that for me. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones they needed in a match. They've got uh, four people who want to have a match. Yeah, stick it in. It'll be, it'll be a really good match. It'll be at least three and a half to four stars by Meltzer ratings. But yeah, all day long it's the Usos. Bloodline. Good stuff. Right, Jamie, Joe, you agreeing yet? Yeah. Easy. Well. Don't be stupid. Right, moving on. <laughs> we have a six-person uh, just... mixed tag team. No, you don't. I'm not allowed to go on. No, just to confirm, so it's written down, I'm going for the Usos to retain. 
Just so you've got it there, just verbally <laughs> saying. Verbally, yeah. All right, then. Um, the six persons mixed tag team match Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and sweet, sweet Liv Morgan versus mm. the, the Judgment Day, which is Edge, Damien Priest, Rhea Ripley. I think um, this will be a good match. I, yeah, I am looking forward to this one. It, it'll be a dominant Judgment Day win. Uh, it's as simple as that, of course it is. The upwards momentum that they're going to have, it will be dominant. But, um, yeah, go on then, Joe. What's your thoughts on it and who's going for it? Who's going to win? Well, I said a couple of weeks ago to Jamie when we were talking about Hell in a Cell, I wanted Damien Priest and Edge versus Finn Balor and AJ Styles in a tag team match inside the Hell in a Cell. So we're kind of getting... That, but we're obviously adding Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley in. I'm saying the Judgment Day is going to win, and I'm going to say that Finn Balor is going to turn on AJ Styles and Liv Morgan. Oh, my days. That's the last time I tell you my prediction before we record the podcast. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. I, literally, I said that. I'm like, I, this is my prediction. Finn Balor's joining it. <laughs> And then, oh, Joe, what do you think? Oh, I think Dan's prediction, but it's mine. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Screw you, Joe. Yeah, that's my prediction too, believe it or not. I'm not. I mean, as part of my prediction, I will say I don't <laughs> think there's going to be any more people joining Judgment Day yet already turning in a minute. I think it will. It'll be a good match and it'll be competitive, and I don't think it'll be an easy win the way that they book it. I just think they'll win, and that'll be that for that for Sunday night anyway. Um, go on then, Jamie. Well, for this one, those sweet, sweet people will lose to Judgment Day. So we're all going Judgment Day, don't we? Yeah, the building is dominant, aren't they? We don't want them to lose. Whether there's a new member or not, all that matters from this faction, if it doesn't happen, I will will be very disappointed. Bring back Judgment Day pay-per-view, that's all I'm saying. Well, they may do now. Moving and on. Unlike to... Sinbad, we want it. We want it. We want it. <laughs> we don't want it. We want it. Right. No, we want it. Match. <laughs> we do. Triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. We have champion mm. Bianca Belair defending against Asuka and Becky Lynch. Um, so that's how it goes for Asuka. No, I, I'll go with Bianca Belair to retain. Thank God. Because I've picked, only for the fact that I've picked Theory to lose the US Championship. Um, so I'll go on that It's a basis, throwaway so. pay-per-view. There's no title changes happening. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. How wrong you are. No, yeah, Bianca Belair for me gets the win. Um, it'll be a decent match for as far as triple threat matches go. Dan... Yeah, um, well, they were the way they were billing it, it was going to be Naomi versus uh, Bianca Belair, and it was just an easy way of having a title match and then moving on yeah. to something else with a title retaining. So if they were planning on that beforehand, it's going to be a really good match. We can see Asuka versus Bianca Belair. We can see Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair at future stadium shows. But I feel that, yeah, this is going to be a decent match, but the title stays on Bianca Belair. Jamie? Yeah. That's it, Bianca to retain. Yeah. And Joe. See, I was thinking. Oh, I think Bianca Bella was winning, will win, but I I do fancy Yaska as the world women's champion in the next couple of months or so. So I thought she might like have an upset here, but my official prediction is Bianca Bella. So. 
Okay, right. Let's have a look at, at what I assume to join Judgment uh, Day. Stupid. It's just put everybody in Judgment Day. It'd be like NWO and WCW, just everyone's in it. It'd be like um, the elite. Yeah. Um, the only, and I'll say only, Helena Cell match, Dan, on the event for the main event <laughs> Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. So. The question we have here is, does Cody Rhodes keep his momentum going into Money in the Bank and win and make it 3-0? Or does Seth Rollins finally get a win back? And if so, why and how? Um, I'm torn. I am torn on this. All right, Alandis Morissette. <laughs> I'm so... Right, <laughs> I'm just going to come out with it. I'm just going to say it. It'll be a decent match. Don't expect any climbing on top of the cell and throwing anybody off. It'll all be in the confines of inside the Hell in the Cell, no doubt. Why not? Cody Rhodes makes it 3-0 momentum going into Money in the Bank. I, I don't know why. Only because I can't really think of... For for Seth Rollins to win, I feel like there needs to be some sort of... I don't think Cody would lose clean with the way that they're booking him. So there needs to be some sort of... There needs to be some sort of outside interference for Seth Rollins to win. And who comes in to help Seth Rollins? Now, if, if MJF hadn't have been on Dynamite and if he'd have left and whatever, who who knows? Who knows? That could have been a way to have brought him in, but I don't know what his compete clause would have been. But we're talking like that would have been an ideal thing to do and therefore help. But, of course, that's, that's not happening. So I then have to think back and go, well, who would help Seth Rollins? who's he going to align with or who's he aligned with. And I, I can't see it. And that's the only way I can see him winning in this match. So for me, Cody Rhodes makes it 3-0. However, I am interested in all your Austin theories in this because it could go either way, right. really. Dan? That rubber match. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're both, they're both either going to pin each other or it's going to be like a thrown out no contest because they both beat each other up too much. Um, but if that, I mean, that's what I want to see. But if I have to pick between one or the other, I'm going to say clean sweep for Cody. But wouldn't it be awesome if we had another Hell in the Cell that didn't have a finish? No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, so you're going with Cody then, Dan, yeah? Yeah. Just um, so Joe can, Joe can sing his theme music. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Jamie? Yeah. Cody for 3-0 to the Rogues. Cody. And Joe. Cody Rhodes. Cody. Oh. Right. Anybody watching it live? I'm not. No, no I'll go work the next day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll uh, Yeah, you'll be watching live whilst playing FIFA. Most he likely. knows it's true. And we'll watch it Monday evening afterwards and say, spoiler free. When um, Roman Reigns returns, I say returns, he's just not wrestling in the paper music. Roman Reigns comes down and beats everybody for the women's tag team championships. There you are, you heard it here first. Right, let's see how that goes then. So, do we have a quiz to finish off this week's show? Yes, you do. It's a Hell in a Cell quiz. Lovely. And I believe it's oh, Dan and you've done a Hell in a Cell quiz for us, I would hope. I'm not hosting. Joe's doing it. Is it Joe? 
I did yeah. it last week. Fuck up, I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> here. <laughs> Joe went, I've got a Helena So quiz for you. And he goes, oh, is Dan oh, doing yeah. it? No, I haven't yeah. got a pen. Where's me? I'm going to have to use a green pen. Well, unless Joe stole Dan's Helena So quiz as well as his predictions. Well, I wouldn't have missed. Alright, come on then, Joe. What have you got for us? Okay, question number one. Who did the Undertaker and Stoke Cold beat in the second ever Hell in a Cell match? Eh? So hey. Undertaker and Stoke Cold were a tag team. Who did they, yeah. in the Hell in a Cell match, who did they beat right. in the Hell in a Cell? Okay. Okay. Um, question number two: Who did Undertaker beat in the Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania 15? Cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, question three: How many times has Undertaker been in Hell in a Cell? Cool. Yeah. That sounds about right. That does sounds about right. <laughs> Question four. How many Helen Cells have there been at WrestleMania? Um, cool. Sounds about right. We'll see. Okay. Question number five. Who is the special guest referee in Helen Cell against Triple H against Kevin Nash? Who is the special guest referee? Oh, I thought you were going to say Triple H versus Undertaker. I was already half right in the name. <laughs> Triple H, Kevin Nash. Well, they asked me, surely. It's got to be. It's got to be, Kevin. Okay. Question number six, true or false? Brock Lesnar has an undefeated streak against Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. Say that again. True or false? Brock Lesnar has an undefeated streak against Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell. Specifically, Helen so much. Brock Lesnar loves those streaks. <laughs> <laughs> Question number seven: What year did the Helen the Cell pay per view start? The specific, the specific pay per view called Helen the Cell. Okay. I assume that's right. Question number eight. Who won the six-man Hell in a Cell at Armageddon 2000 for the, two, for the WWF title? Yes, my favourite Hell in a Cell. I've not watched it for ages, you know. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah. Uh, question number nine. Undertaker has the most Hell in a Cell matches, but who has the second most Hell in a Cell matches? What wrestler? Sounds about right. What was that? So, who's won the uh, most? Ten, I'm going to win it all. This, I'm going to win it all. Question 10, nice and easy. What year was the first hand in the star match? Fantastic. Do you want me to repeat anything? Oh, sorry. What was the last one, Joe? What year was the first hand in the star match? Oh, what right. year? I'm missing one here. What? What's question nine? Uh, I don't have anything to say was... for eight or nine. <laughs> uh, question number eight: Who was 
who won the six-man Hell in the Sala Armageddon 2000 for the WWE title. Seven. 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 What year did Hell in the Sala pay-per-view start? So what year was the Hell in the Sala pay-per-view? True or false, um, uh, Brock Lesnar has an undefeated streak against the For five. Oh my God. Five was who was special guest ref. I guess I get with tri- a Triple H, yeah, and this is uh, um, Kevin Nash. So, what are you missing? Yeah. I've no four idea. Was, four was how many cells have they been at WrestleMania? Three was uh, how many have the cells have they been in? Okay. Yeah, and two yeah, was. I've got it now. I'm done. Okay. Just go back right to this one. Nine. Uh, nine. Um, Undertaker has the most talented cell matches. Who has second most? Oh, he has second most. Right. Okay, cool. Let's go through second the most. answers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, question one. Who did, who did Undertaker and Stone Cold beat in the second ever Hell in a Cell match? It was a tag team match. Talent. If it's the one on Raw, was it not Mankind and Kane? Dan? That's what I've got, yeah. Jamie? I've got. I've actually got the same as well, Mankind and Kane, because it was the only one that made sense. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Mankind and Kane. It was the second one who was on Raw. Raw, Raw I don't remember Raw. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be Kane. Uh, question two. Who did Undertaker beat in the Hell of a match at WrestleMania 15? Dad? The big boss man. Taron. I also have the big boss man. Let's hang Jamie. him. <laughs> I've got the bossing big man. Big yeah, bubba. Uh, question number three. How many times has Undertaker been in Hell in a Cell, Jamie? I got seven. Taron? I've got six. Dan? Thirteen. Jesus. Um, it was 14. Jesus! Oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Can't believe it was that. Uh, question four. How many Hell Cells have there been at WrestleMania? Dan? Three. Do you want me to name them? I've got three Dan. also. Ta- Jamie? Well, I did originally put three, then I changed it because Joe was sneaky. He put it as question four, so I went for four. <laughs> There was three. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I did put three originally. <laughs> question number five. Who was the special guest referee in Hell in a Cell with, again, with Triple H against Kevin Ash? Who was the special guest referee? Taryn? Um, I don't know. I can't remember. So I just put whoever is always special guest referee. So I just put Mick Foley. Dan? I put Mick Foley too. <laughs> Jamie? I just put Scott Hall. Oh, it's Mick Foley. Oh, there we go. It just made sense. <laughs> that's what it made at that time. Kevin Nash yeah. and Scott Hall. There you go. He's got every right to be there. Question six: True or false? Brock Lesnar has an undefeated streak against the Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. Jamie, I've, I'm pretty sure they've, all, they've not only faced off once. Didn't he have five him on top of the cell? So true. Dad, false. Jamie. Uh, Taron? I put true, but I can't remember him f him at the top of the cell, but I put true. Yeah. Did you not do that? It's true. 
Have they not only had one Hell in a Cell match against each other? I don't know. I, I'm going to be completely honest. I stole this quiz off it the It was website, at the so... end of the feud after <laughs> The effort. Steals he, it off a website. At steals WrestleMania, my I don't know. He beat him at WrestleMania to end the streak. They had the match at SummerSlam, which The Undertaker won, and then they had the third match at Hell in a Cell, and Brock Lesnar won. And I think that's the only time they face each other in a Hell in a Cell. But yeah. I might be wrong. They may have done so early on in like 2002, three. Yeah, 2002. No mercy. It says online. That pretty sure that was, I remember. I don't remember facing off it. I, well, in my head, it was early on, and I'm pretty they sure they definitely faced each cell. other. Yes, they definitely. It must be two there. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's why only was one. But I well, the answer is remember true, the one it, on, uh, on top of themselves in yeah. the games. Fair enough. The answer cool. was true, though, was it, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. All right. True. Yes, I've only got one wrong. Oh God, so Taryn's far. winning the quiz. <laughs> oh no, you're tired. <laughs> it's fine. Question seven: What year did Hell in a Cell pay per view start? The pay per view called Hell in a Cell. What year did it start? Uh, Taryn. Two thousand and nine. Dan. Two thousand eight. Jamie. I went late in two thousand and eleven. It's 2009. <laughs> oh my days. What's going on? Oh, it's happening. It's, <laughs> the heart is fluttering. He knows, he's, he fluttering. knows he's got the next one right. He knows he's got the next one right. Question eight. Who won the six-man oh, in the cell? Armageddon 2000 for the WWF title. Dan? Austin. Jamie? It's Kurt Angle. It's Kurt Angle. It's Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, it's Kurt Angle, yeah. I'm sure Stone Cold, Stone Cold did the stunner to um, The Rock, I think, was, and then Angle might have Angle Sam's yeah, then um, stone, but then he put the his arm on The Rock and won, yeah. yeah. What are you doing, Dan? You can't let Aaron win. I don't know what number nine <laughs> is, though, so I have guessed at number nine. I do and know then number it, nine, though. Oh, Christ. Question nine, and the ticker has the most time in the cell matches. Who has the second most? Aaron, go on. Oh, Triple H. Uh, oh, you son of a... <laughs> Triple H. Maybe. It is Triple H. Yeah, it's, it's Triple H. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> There's no uh, question said, this, but let's go. Question 10, nice and easy. What year did Hannah the start? What was the first ever year? Go on, Taron. He's going to get this wrong. You shit. Go on, go on Taron first, because it's a year. 1997. Dad. Oh, you son of a bitch. 97. <laughs> Okay. It's 97. Yeah, it's 97. Before it's 97. <laughs> 9 out of 10. <laughs> Fuck's sake. 9 out. Did anybody get 9 out of 10? I got an upside. I got an upside down 9. Got a 6. <laughs> <laughs> you got 6. I thought you got like 8. Eight. No, I got 6. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Let, let, now let's have a look. That puts me on. Who? So I'm still <laughs> bottom of the. So it's Dan on seven, Joe on three, Jamie on three, and Taron on two. Does it count my win last week? Behind. Does it oh, count no. my win last week? No, Jamie on four, then I will put that on. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Right. <laughs> Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're Grapplecast Show. Make sure you click your likes, you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Reviews are always uh, helpful and kind, so thank you if you left, left us a review. But we're also available on the social media. You can find us on the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook. Make sure to share the posts, tell your friends, 
keep involved, guys. Thanks very much. Well, thank you, everybody, as always, for joining. Thank you for our new listeners that we've had in the last couple of weeks. A couple of listeners from Canada as well. Hello, our Canadian friends, or whoever it is that's listening. Um, yes, as Dan said, make sure you give us a like and a follow on all the social platforms. Um, give us a mention. We'll mention you on the show, as long as it's constructive. Give us a five-star review on everything, because we are great. Enjoy Hell in a Cell as well, if you can. Will Roman appear? Who knows? There, there you go. Roman might interfere in the Hell in a Cell to help Seth win. Who knows? He's going to join the bloodline, even though he's not related. But they are brothers in spirit. Jamie, if you would like to sign us off. Well, he didn't appear at the pay-per-view, so he doesn't deserve my sign-off. So I will sign off by saying thanks for the show. You know it's all about that. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Adder Cole. See you next week, guys. Bring him out! Bye. Bye.